0: Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about a cryptid from northern Wisconsin known as the Hodag. The Hodag is probably one of the most well-known Wisconsin cryptids. Um, but it's probably not a real thing. Which is kind of sad. Um To understand the hodag, we have to understand the man named Eugene Shepard, who supposedly discovered this monster. He was born in 1854 in Green Bay and later moved to Rhinelander. Rhinelander is two and a half hours east and slightly north of Green Bay, so it was a fairly large move at the time. He held a ton of jobs, including a few at a logging camp. Um... Rhinelander is a pretty prime area for logging being kind of up in the North Woodsy area. Shepard was a man who loved exploring and he actually named a ton of the lakes up in the area and made maps that we still use today, which is really fascinating. He also claims to have invented Paul Bunyan, but He's also a well-known jokester and kind of an exaggerator, so who knows? Um, His claim to fame is the hodag, which is a ferocious mythical beast that's a cross between a wild boar and a hungry alligator. So supposedly, in the early 1890s, Shepard was walking in the woods just after sunset. You can just see it as picturesque. It's beautiful. You just want to like take a walk with someone you love. But then he starts smelling something. There's a spouse smell. There's noises in the bushes. And suddenly he comes face to face with this monstrosity with glowing eyes and terrible breath. Apparently What he saw, according to the authors of Wisconsin lore, is, quote, The animal's back resembled that of a dinosaur, and his tail, which extended to an enormous length, had a spear-like end. The legs were short and massive, and the claws were thick and curved, denoting great strength. From the broad, muscular mouth, glistening white teeth protruded, unquote. Shepard later gathered a group of locals and they all formed a search party that allegedly killed a hodag using dynamite, which feels like the most Wisconsin thing. There's actually a photo of the men surrounding a hodag's charred remains in a local newspaper. A couple years later, Shepard apparently catches a live hodag. He takes on a tour with him to various county fairs. Visitors would run screaming from the tent after seeing the animal suddenly move inside its cage. And it it's interesting how he set it up. It's very similar to how he set it up at the 1896 Oneida County Fair, where the hodag was basically the centerpiece. He would charge a dime. For a peak, which, like, you were at the very far end of a dimly lit tent. And then suddenly, the Hodag would move and you would freak out. After that fair, Shepard quit his job as a timber cruiser and took up one as a real estate broker. He then spent his whole life promoting Rhinelander and the Hodag that made it famous. He died in 1923. But before that, you know, people started hearing about the Hodag, and the Smithsonian even announced that it wanted to investigate. And that's when Shepard finally came clean. He admitted it was all an elaborate prank, that he fabricated the animal from cowhide and cattle horns and animated it with hidden strings. Despite the hoax standing, people in Rhinelander still claim to see the beast. When we take eyewitness accounts, rumors, legend, speculation, basically every source we have, several aspects of the Hodag's appearance become clear. So it's supposedly covered in this fine green fur. It's about 30 inches tall, and weighs anywhere from 185 to 265 pounds it's about seven feet long supposedly the diet varies anything from like mud turtles and water snakes to oxen and white bulldogs of course the white bulldogs are supposedly only eaten on Sundays. It's reported to have more of the head of a frog, the face of an elephant, stout legs, and a spiky dinosaur-like back with a long tail. Supposedly, the smell is something of a mix between buzzard meat and skunk perfume, which does not sound appetizing. You can actually find a larger-than-life representation of the Hodag outside the Rhinelander Area Chamber of Commerce at 450 West Kemp Street. We also know, based on reports, that the Hodag is mischievous. He's thought to be responsible for everything from lost golf balls to stealing fish off of anglers' lines. There's even a free Game called Hungry Hodag. You can download it and chomp your way through Rhinelander like a Hodag if you can't make it there in person. Oh, yeah, Rhinelander is Hodag Central and they're proud of it. People actually come to the city specifically because of the Hodag, which is amazing. The town continues to recognize the unusual appeal. And spares no opportunity to hype this creature. There are banners that flutter from street poles downtown. There are at least six statues. Several billboards of hodags are along main roads. There's one where he's wearing cowboy boots and a guitar outside of a gas station on southbound Highway 17. One is on a pedestal in front of a real estate agency on Business US 8. And a 2D hodag is across the street on top of Judy's hodag bar. There's also even a hodag park. And you can get just about anything with a hodag on it. In fact, the Rhinelander like town site, everything has a cute little hodag. Like their lodging thing. It's a hodag sleeping. Their eating thing. It's a hodag eating. Like it is bananas in the best way. They've Even the Chamber of Commerce has unveiled its own copyrighted and trademarked statue on the front lawn of its building. For a glimpse at less evolved hodags of yore, you can go to the Rhinelander Logger Museum, Logging Museum. It sells a selection of souvenirs, including like, Postcards from the capture and keeps two prime Hodags on display. One is a life size replica in a glass case from 1951. The other is a smaller furry Hodag up near the rafters, which shows both the promise and limitation of modern monster taxidermy. The Hodag is an interesting thing. There are very few cases where we know something has been falsified, but people still run with it anyway. And I think it's fascinating to have the hodag be this really cool creature that's unlike anything seen anywhere in the world and, you know, have it represent this city, have it mischievous like shepherd was have it to blame for losing your golf balls in a pond um it's just an interesting snapshot i think of how odd wisconsin can be i'm sure there are similar things elsewhere but i don't know there's something just so wholesome about the hodag. I don't know. I like it. It's cute. Make sure you check out the pictures in the show notes so that you can take a look. Uh, Another thing that is interesting to me, knowing that it's falsified too, is looking at the different, uh, I I guess, kind of what I found was like the evolutions of it. From the very simple renditions that um, Shepard created to... These adorable, almost animated, very kid-friendly versions that I really want a stuffy of. It's interesting to see the change and the growth, Um, and I think it's really fun to have it to blame. Um, (laughs) You're a bad golfer, but let's blame the hodag for stealing your golf ball and dragging it into the lake you know things like that I think are really cute um so this was a really short episode I did a good amount of research but there really wasn't a ton out there um that was original I guess a lot of it was kind of rehashing the same things um which is kind of a bummer because I was hoping this would be slightly longer but I think it's a really cute snapshot of Wisconsin, and the hodag is just so adorable. The next episode is going to be about Taliesin, um, the Frank Lloyd Wright house that he built here in Wisconsin, and the horrific murders that occurred there. Isn't that fun? It's a wild story. Um... You're going to want to like pre-plan to listen to it like buckle your seatbelts, buckle your seat belt belts. if that's still a hip thing. I don't think it is. Uh, take a seat, get you some wine, like relax, and then listen to it because it is wild. And make sure to stay tuned for updates about the Jamie Closs case. Um, I am doing Minnesota's where I update people about them. The first one came out earlier this week, and it's kind of a snapshot of everything that's gone on with the case so far, including um, Jake Thomas Patterson's official charges as of Monday this week. So, um, yeah, make sure you stay tuned and have a great day. You just listened to the Spooky Scanny Podcast. It's produced every two weeks by me, Kirsten Schultz. The intro-outro music is from Purple Plant. You can find show notes and more over at spookyscani.podbean.com, including a transcript in case you missed anything. Take a minute and rate and subscribe if you can. You'll help more people see the show by rating, and you won't miss a single episode if you subscribe. And that's pretty dope. You can support the show over at patreon.com slash podcast. And you can email me anything you'd like me to know at podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, sleep tight and don't let the badgers bite.